Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. It's the little things that your children say to you. It's the little things that your spouse say to you. See, you have to pay attention to the little things. Sometimes your your spouse or your, or your boyfriend or whoever it is that you're with, they're trying to tell you something, but you're not paying attention to the little things. Sometimes your children can be telling you something. Sometimes your children, you know, there was a time when my daughter was being bullied at school, but she wouldn't say anything. But it was there were little warning signs letting us know that something is going on. And eventually, eventually we had to go down to the school and we found out that there was some bullying going on. But it was the little warning signs. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's service. My name is Reverend James Richardson, and I'm, I'm excited to share the word of God with you tonight on the Kingdom Rock Network. Listen, this is a great day. It's a great day to be alive. God is still doing great things in the earth, and we can have expectations because God is, the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So we can expect that in this time and in this season, God is, is going to do something great in your life. Tonight, I want to share a message with you, and the message is called The Little Things. The Little Things. And I want to talk to you tonight from the book of Luke, chapter 13, verses 20 through 21 in the New Living Translation. So let's read it together. It says here, he also asked, what else is the kingdom of God like? It is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. In this chapter, Jesus was comparing the kingdom of God. He was comparing uh, different things to the kingdom of God. So he talked about this woman who was making some, uh, getting ready to make some bread. And so she took a little bit of yeast and she put it in three measures of flour when she was mixing her uh, uh, dough and everything. But the Bible says that the yeast permeated throughout the whole dough. So what was God saying? See, this is what I believe God was saying with this. He was saying the kingdom of God started out with just a few people, just a few men. It started out originally when Jesus chose his 12 disciples and then later on he chose 70. But it started out with just a few people. But then at this current time, it has spread all over the world to every corner of the world. The kingdom of God has spread. So it's that's what Jesus was saying. He's like the kingdom of God is like yeast. You put in just a little in the dough, but it spreads throughout the whole thing. I believe that 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 yeast that like yeast, we may seem little, but we didn't come just to blend in. We didn't come to be a subculture, but we came to take over. That's why Christ put us here. He didn't put you here just to blend in. He didn't put you here just to kind of hide away. But, you know, the Bible says that a city that sits on a, on a hill lights up the whole world. He said, also, he said, 
He said, if the salt has lost its flavor or its savor, it's good for nothing but to be trampled under the feet of men. So God didn't call us just to be, you know, just be a subculture or just to be small, but he called us to be great. And even though we may seem like a small people, there is something great about us because we represent the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here and it's here to spread like yeast to the whole world. Listen. A while ago, it might have been last year, I was watching a movie that Denzel Washington did. Now listen, I didn't even know, I didn't get the message from the movie, but it was just so happened that I watched the movie. The movie was called The Little Things. And it was a movie, I don't know if some of you have seen it, but the movie was about this retired detective who was Denzel Washington. He was now a park ranger, and he had been sent to, to the city to deliver a package. And when he got there, this younger detective asked him, look, I got a case and I was wondering if while you were here, you could kind of look at the case and give me some pointers on it. And so Denzel began to look at the case and he began to really teach the younger, the younger cop. He said, listen, he said, listen, it's the little things. If you're going to solve this case, you have to pay attention to the little things. So in life, that's what we have to do. If we're ever going to do something great in life, if we're ever going to fulfill the calling God has on our life, we have to begin to pay attention to the, to the little things. Listen, yeast or leaven, as they call it in the Bible, is a very powerful agent. Yeast is a single cell microorganism that feeds off of other ingredients in other ingredients in the flour mix. It only takes a little yeast to take over and spread throughout the whole dough. In Galatians chapter five and verse nine, it says a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. It only takes a little bit. It only takes a little bit of anything that we're doing in life. And, it, and that little thing can spread, through, can spread across the world. Even the Bible says that, that if you just have faith of a mustard seed, that you can, you can change the whole world or you can move mountains. If you just have the faith of a mustard seed, a mustard seed is a very small seed. But it's a very powerful seed because it can grow up into something great. And just like that mustard seed, that's how God says he wants our faith to be. He wants He said, if you only have the faith of a mustard seed, something very little, he said, you can move mountains. So it doesn't always have to be big in order to be in order to be powerful. David was just a little young kid. But when it came time for him to stand up for his people, he went and he said, who is this uncircumcised uh, Philistine that is coming against my people? He said, I'll take him down. And the people were looking at him like, David, what are you talking about? Because the people were scared. Goliath would come out every day and he would come out and taunt the people and intimidate them and say, who's going to fight me? Who wants to fight me? And all of these other soldiers were like, I'm not going to fight him, you know, because he was a, 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 a big giant. He was a giant. But when David came, even though David was just a small boy, he was a young, a young kid, they was like, David, what are you doing here? Are you over here bothering us again? You need to go back home and tend to the sheep. But David said, no, 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 no. David said, I'll, I'll just take my sling, my, my, rock, my five rocks and my sling, and I'll defeat this giant. He said, what will be given to the man that defeats this giant? See, David, had a, David, David was small, but David had a strong faith that he could represent his people. And he ended up defeating the, the Goliath and cut his head off. You understand? Because he had God with him. So also on the other side of the coin, what does yeast represent in the Bible? Yeast represents corruption. 
You understand? It represents corruption. It represents sin. And it represents wrong teaching. All these things can ruin your life just a little bit. A little wrong teaching, a little corruption, a little sin can ruin your whole life. So we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful because if you let a little corruption in your life, you just say, well, it's not going to hurt for me to just go ahead and just go ahead and take this bribe over here. You understand what I'm saying? Just a little bribe. But that little bribe can, t can be something that ruins your whole life. A lot of times people say, well, it's just, it was just a little sin. It's a little thing I did, a little lie I told. But that little lie can, can turn into something that can ruin your whole life or a little wrong teaching. You see, Jesus, Jesus said this in Luke chapter 12 and verse 1. He said, meanwhile, when a crowd of many thousands had gathered so that they were trampling on one, on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his, to his disciples saying, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees which is hypocrisy. What was Jesus saying? He said the yeast of the Pharisees is their teachings. The way they, the way he said their teachings, they're, they're, they're hypocritical. And so Jesus said, be on your guard against them because they're hypocritical. They walk around in their, in their robes. They walk around and they like to sit in the high seats and all that kind of stuff. But he said, their hearts are full of dead men's bones. So he said, I want you to be careful of the teachings of the Pharisees because wrong teachings can ruin your life. Many of us have had wrong teachings for a long time and it messed up our lives. See, if you have the wrong teachings about finances, you just you'll be working it all the time and you get your money and then you just spend it. You never learn to save. You never learn to invest. You never learn how to how to manage your finances because you either weren't taught at all or you either had wrong teaching. You know, so I mean, I had to even in my own life, there were times when I was younger, I didn't really get a whole lot of teaching on finances. So in early in my life, I was I wasted money. I went out and, you know, when tax season came, that was Christmas time. Let me take my tax money and go, go, you know, buy this and go buy that and just never thought about saving, never thought about, you know, uh, you know, doing anything productive with my money. I used to just spend it. But over time, I began to get the right teaching and, and my teaching changed and I began to get correct teaching and I've learned how to take my money and do something positive with it and do something productive with my money. You can just have a little wrong teaching in your spiritual life. Something that you've been taught spiritually and it's all out of whack and now you're off course and you're wondering why is my life in shambles? Because a little wrong teaching, just a little bit, can ruin your life. Listen, the Pharisees were so hypocritical that I was just reading the other day. There was a woman who had been bent over for 18 years. Listen, that woman had been in bondage for 18 years and Jesus came and Jesus healed that woman. And, but he healed her on the Sabbath day. And they were so religious that they were like, how are you going to heal on the Sabbath day? And Jesus looked at them and said, listen, you take your animals out to drink, to, to give them water on the Sabbath day. Should not this woman that's been bent over for 18 years be set free? You hypocrites. That's what he called them because they had wrong teaching in their lives. And they were hypocritical and they were, they were religious. 
And so Jesus came and he corrected that. He said, no, this woman deserves to be free. Forget about all that religious stuff. Jesus came because he loved the people and he wanted the people to be free and not to be in bondage anymore. So he came to bring a difference. He, ca he came to bring something different. He said, I've come and the kingdom of God is here right now. And I'm coming with something different that you've never heard before. And so we have to make sure that we're careful of those things. A little wrong teaching, a little sin. You understand? Because those things can ruin your life. You understand? God wants you to get the right kind of teaching in your life. He wants you to get the right kind of teaching with your finances. He wants you to get the right kind of teaching with your relationships. He wants you, wants you to have the right kind of teaching in every part of your life. In, in Song of Solomon 2.15, the New Living Translation, this is what Solomon said. He said, catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love, for the grapevines are blossoming. What was Solomon saying? See, I, I always saw this scripture and heard this scripture, but I didn't really understand it. Catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love, for the grapevines are blossoming. Listen, foxes are small animals that weigh only about nine pounds. They mostly feed off mice, rabbits, and birds, but they also like fruit. So what they would do when they would go to a tree that, that had fruit on it, they, they couldn't reach up where the fruit was at, so what they would do is nibble at the bottom of the tree, and they would nibble at it and nibble at it and nibble at it until the, until the fruit fell, until the vine was ruined, and the fruit fell to the ground. Well, see, those, what Solomon was saying, listen, you have to catch those little foxes before they ruin the vineyard. Because if you let something continue to nibble at your life and nibble at your life and nibble at your life, eventually it's going to fall or you will fall. And a lot of times that's what, that's what happens to us in life. There are things in our lives that we're not paying attention to. That's the, the little foxes, even in our relationships. Sometimes it can be in your marriage or it can be in your, in your relationship with your parents or somebody or just a relationship, relationship with a friend. You're not paying attention to that thing. And, it, and the foxes are nibbling at it and nibbling at it. And before you know it, it's falling to the ground. And you're wondering, what happened? How did I get in this state? Because you didn't pay attention to the little things. See, the fox is the little thing. But if you don't pay attention to it, it can nibble at the foundation of your life. It can nibble at the foundation of your tree. And before you know it, your, your fruit will be falling, you will be falling, and you won't even understand how you got there. So we must pay attention to the little things. If we don't mind the little things, we can find ourselves in a fallen condition. Listen, there's, there's, a, there's a story I heard about, and, and, I, and I believe this to be true because I've looked it up myself, that frogs, if you put them in, um, if you place a frog, just have, a boiling, have boiling hot water, and you throw a frog in the boiling hot water, the frog will hop straight out of that hot water. But if you put a frog in cold water and you warm the water up two degrees at a time, the frog will not hop out. It will stay in that water and die because it does not realize, it doesn't realize that things are getting hotter and hotter. But if you throw it in while the water is hot, it'll hop right out. So many times we can be in water that is warming up, it's getting hotter and hotter and not realize it. And the next thing you know, we were burned up and we're consumed by something because we didn't pay attention to things that were changing. 
You understand? So just like the frog, we have to be able to realize that, hey, this, uh, you know, the frog, when you throw him in that hot water, he jumps right out. But if you, if some things in our lives, if it's just a little thing and it's just changing a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, the next thing you know, you're in hot water and you don't even realize how you got there. There's, there was, there was one time when I was young, we had went on a trip to Florida. And so I was young. I had just gotten my driver's license. And I was driving back home, and so my, 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 I was in the car with my sister, my two God brothers, my godmother, and her husband. And so my, God, my, my godfather, he was, he was uh, sick, and so me and my, my uh, godmother were driving the car all the way back from uh, Miami, Florida. Now, she, when she got tired, she asked me, she said, can you drive? And I was like, sure, I'll drive, and I was all excited. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get a chance to drive on the highway and all that kind of stuff. So I got behind the wheel, and I'm driving, and, I mean, and I drove for a long time. And everybody in the car was asleep, everybody. The two, my two God brothers beside me, my sister, uh, my godfather, my godmother, they all were asleep in the car, and I was getting sleepy myself. But I didn't say anything. I just kept on driving. And my eyes, were, I was trying to keep my eyes open. I mean, I had turned the air conditioning up in the car and, and I, you know, just trying to stay awake. And all I really had to do was just tell somebody, look, I'm getting sleepy, or just stop on the side of the road and take a little, just take a little rest, but I didn't. And guess what happened? I went to sleep at the wheel. And the car, the blessing of it all was, the car in Florida at that time, it had these little medians where there was just grass in between the highways. The car just eased over into the middle of the, of the highway, and we were riding in the grass going like two miles per hour. Everybody in the car was asleep, me and everybody else. And my God brother woke up, and he started screaming and yelling. He was like, what? you know, he was screaming, and it woke everybody up. And so we were in the car, and we were like, oh, my God, what in the world? And so they say, man, you fell asleep at the car. Why didn't you say anything? And I was like, I was just trying to, you know, just trying to, you know, let everybody rest and everything. And I fell asleep. We could have lost our lives. But thank God that he covered us. But I said all that to say if I would have just took the time just to take a little rest. Sometimes when, you, when you're doing something and you're going on your way, you just need to stop and take a rest sometimes. Don't try to push, to, you know, push on toward and keep going because you could lose your life that way. Or you can ruin your life just by not taking a good rest. I remember one time I was um, working at this particular job, and, every, and I used to go to these different apartment uh, properties every day. And I went to this particular property one day, and the lady said, I need your ID. So I gave her my ID, and I went to, to go take care of the business in the, apart in the apartment. When I came back, she said, thank you for coming and everything, and she gave me the ID, ID back, and I took it, and I left. So I'm driving home. I'm, I'm on my way home. I'm almost to my house. And then I get a phone call and say, Mr. Richardson, you left your ID. You got the wrong ID. And I said, no, I didn't. And I looked at the driver's license, and it was another guy. She had given me some other guy, but I didn't pay attention to the little things. So I had to turn all the way back around and drive all the way back to that place. And when I didn't look at the license, I just glanced at it. The guy who owned the license, he was dark-skinned, so I didn't even pay attention to it. So you have to really pay attention to the little things because they make all the difference. Just, you know, so we have to be very careful about that. There's little things in your health that you, that, that you ignore. A little chest pain, a little headache. You know what I'm saying? Your body may be aching in a certain way. These are little warning signs that God is trying to give you to let you know something's wrong. But you know what we do? We ignore it. 
It's, it's a little thing. You may think, oh, it's just a little thing. I'm having chest pains or something like that. You have to pay attention to those little warning signs because it's just like a check engine light in your car. You know, when it comes on, you know, you see that check engine light, you're like, uh, you know, it's just a check engine light. I'm not worried about it. And you will go on driving the car around. And then the next thing you know, the car breaks down and you're like, man, I heard that car doing, you know, making that noise the whole time. The check engine light was on, but I didn't pay attention to it. And just like just like that, that's how it is in your health. You're on, if, you're, if you're having certain type of little health issues and you feel little warning signs, you need to go to the doctor and get checked out. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had so many friends and people that I heard of that were, you know, they had little uh, things going on and they didn't pay attention to those things. And the next thing you know, somebody found them in their house and they had passed away. So we have to pay attention even to the little things when it comes to our health. It's the little things. I know um, there was a one time uh, we went to a restaurant, me and my wife went to this restaurant to go eat, and it's called The Sundial. Now, The Sundial is a restaurant downtown in downtown Atlanta that when you sit in the restaurant, it rotates. It rotates very slowly. You will not know that it's rotating, though. You could be, you're, you're sitting there, you're having dinner, and it is rotating very, very slowly, but you can't tell it because it's a little thing. So... Proverbs 30, verses 24 and 25 says this, Four things on the earth are small, but they are, all, but they are exceedingly wise. And it says the ants are a people not strong, yet they provide food. Uh, they provide their food in the summer. See, the ant is a little thing, but do you know that ants can carry two times their weight? An ant is a, it's a very small, but they, the Bible says that they're very wise. What they do in the summertime is that they go and they gather food. That's why when you're in your house and you say, them ants are in here again. We, we used to have this house, and every time we turned around, we would see little ants in the summertime just coming in. They're into this. They're into that. You know, you're like, how are these ants getting here? Because that's what ants do in the summertime. You know what they're doing? They're going back and forth. They're trying to, you see them, they're in the trash can. They're over here. They're in the house. They're everywhere. What they're doing is they're gathering their food for the summertime. They're preparing for the wintertime. They're very wise animals, or insects, I should say. So even though they're a little thing, the Bible says that they're very wise. It's the little things that your children say to you. It's the little things that your spouse say to you. See, you have to pay attention to the little things. Sometimes your, your spouse or your, or your boyfriend or whoever it is that you're with, they're trying to tell you something, but you're not paying attention to the little things. Sometimes your children can be telling you something. Sometimes your children, you know, there was a time when my daughter was being bullied at school, but she wouldn't say anything. But it was, there were little warning signs letting us know that something is going on. And eventually, eventually, we had to go down to the school and we found out that there was some bullying going on. But it was the little warning signs that we were getting and we had to pay attention to those things. See, so we pay attention to when our kids are letting us know something, even though it may seem like a little thing. Your wife might be trying to tell you something. Your husband might be trying to say something to you. It may seem like it's just a little thing, but pay attention to the little things that they're saying to you. And on the other end of that, you may think that some of the things that you do for your, for your spouse or your husband or your wife or whoever it is, your, your significant other or a friend, whoever it is, you may think it's just a little things, a little thing. There have been things that people did for me, and I was like, wow, thank you so much. And it may seem like it was just a little thing. They might have just brought me a card or something or, or, or you know, 
you know, got me something nice, a little watch or something like that. And they may thought, man, that this thing is not a big deal. But to me, it was it might have seemed like it was a little thing, but it was a blessing to me. So we have to learn to also appreciate the little things because the little things can go a long way. A little appreciation, just telling somebody, hey, you know what? I appreciate you coming and doing that for me today. I appreciate you picking me up today. Some people never say anything, never tell you thank you. Don't you feel funny when nobody ever, uh, you know, just lets you know they appreciate you for what you're doing? But it's just a little appreciation will go a long way with people. Sometimes the reason why you can't get anybody to help you is because you never learn to say thank you. You understand? So we have to we have to be able to just show appreciation. And it may seem like a little thing, but that little bit of appreciation will go a long way in your life. And it will have it will you know, it will uh, be a blessing to other people. Even and there's even times when we know this and I know some of you have gone through this. The Holy Spirit will be telling you something and it'll be like a whisper, just a little thing. There's been times when I was getting ready to leave the house and I was getting ready to go and do a job. And the Holy Spirit would tell me, take that with you. And I would say, I don't need that. And he would say, take it with you. Just a little thing, just a little whisper. But I would ignore that thing and then I would go on to the job. And then when I started doing the job and working and doing stuff, then that particular thing that the Holy Spirit told me to grab, I needed it, but I didn't listen to that little voice. See, the Holy Spirit, when he speaks, he doesn't yell. He speaks in a still, small voice. It's, it's a whisper. He's not going to yell when he's trying to tell us to do something. So that's why we have to really pay attention when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, but it, because it's, it's not always going to be uh, where he's screaming at us or where he's yelling. It's never going to be that unless it's something where he's trying to warn you. But most of the time when the Holy Spirit comes to speak to you, he'll speak in a little voice and he'll tell you, do this. Go tell this person this. Go tell her that God loves her. It's just something minor, small. It's a little thing. And he'll say, go tell that person that I love them. Go tell that person that, you know, whatever he's telling you to tell them. And you may think, I've, it's been times when he would, he would tell me, go tell this person this. And I would say, Lord, I, I don't want to go tell them that. I don't know them. He said, I said, go. And I would go and I would say it would be something real simple. God says that you're going to be blessed tomorrow or whatever. God says that you're going to get a new job. And they would, they would just start crying or something. It was like, I was just praying to God about that. And it may seem like it's just a little thing, but we have to pay attention to those things. We have to really pay attention to, to, to those things. Listen, I'm going to come back next week with part two of the, of the little things or next time with, I'm going to come back next time with part two of the little things. And next week, I want to talk a little bit about Joseph. Joseph, because I love his story. Joseph has a very powerful story. And it's, it was something little that he had that spoke very powerfully about his character and about who he was and about what God did in his life. So I want to thank you all for tuning in today. Listen, I want to take this time right now to just offer Christ to anyone who does not know him. I want you to take this time right now. If you haven't uh, accepted Christ in the pardon of your sins, I want you to take this time right now to just receive him as and follow me in this prayer. Just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for just coming into my heart. I invite you into my heart today. I believe that your son Jesus came he walked the earth, he died, he was crucified, and he was raised on the third day. Now, Lord, 
I accept him into my heart. Come in, Lord. Change me. Renew me. Restore me. Revive me. I renounce all sin in my life. And I take on your spirit into my life, Lord. Have your way in me. Live big in me. Let me dream again, God. Give me vision, God. And I'll serve you, Lord, for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name. Well, my friend, if you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. You are a child of God now. And listen, God has plans for you. He said in Jeremiah um, verse 29, 11, 29, he said, uh, 29, 11, he said in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So God has a hope and a future for you, my friend. So this, now that you're starting on this journey, just expect for God to do great things. And I'm believing with you that God is going to do awesome things in your life. Listen, I'm telling you right now, your life will never, ever be the same. But you're going, you're getting ready to go on a journey and you're going to be, it's going to be so exciting for you. And I'm excited for you. We want to thank you again for tuning in today. And check us out at www.kingdomrock.org. And we'll see you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.